0: You are listening to the Catholic Thinkers podcast, a free treasury of instruction in the Catholic intellectual tradition. If you enjoy this lecture, please visit us at catholicthinkers.org forward slash donate. This is uh, Father James Scholl, and I want to continue with the uh, book uh, At the limits of Political Philosophy. The first title of chapter one is The Intellectual Horizons of Political Philosophy. And is divided into a number of subsections. So I will start with the here in this second section with the fourth subsection, which is called um, the open-endedness of political philosophy. Political life, by its very uh, living, and in particular by its failures, leads us to question answered questions which are not answered by politics as such. The success of a tyrant must imply a meaning other than uh, political for those whose lives uh, are subject to, uh, subjected to his disorder of soul. Are the lives of uh, the citizens of a tyranny simply worthless if these do not live by themselves out in a, uh, a polity that can claim to possess at least some good? Certain issues, such as the worthwhileness of human life in its worst regimes, lead to uh, considerable considerations uh, that are no longer quite political. They lead us to issues uh, that any perceptive person must uh, confront if he himself is to be whole. The status of the tyrant and of his victims was my both. The question of the immortality of the soul and of the final punishment for violations of justice appeared first in political philosophy and not in classical religion. Political philosophy begins by formulating uh, perplexing questions that arise out of human experience. When they are once articulated, it leads the student, beyond political philosophy itself, to philosophy and even to transcendence and revelation. Political philosophy must be able to acknowledge that some responses to its own questions are found in uh, revelational sources, but political philosophy does this analysis by being first and primarily itself political philosophy. If when asked, what are you studying, a student responds, political philosophy. What is implied is a definite subject matter that is unique and proper to it. But political philosophy is open-ended. It is not a defect in political philosophy that it must seek certain answers outside of itself. This incompleteness of political philosophy is the other side of the completeness of being of the knowledge of the of all that exists uh, in choosing to study a discipline uh, one uh, does not cease to be a human being implicated in all disciplines many avenues can be found to the highest things the pursuit of which Aristotle at the end of the ethics, said should be our primary concern we can begin with the pursuit uh, with uh, this pursuit with thought with love with evil with pain with beauty uh, with uh, the order of the heavens with death uh, and with the complexities of plants uh, with almost any reality about which our minds can wonder We can also begin, as we do here, with the experience of political living. All things lead to everything, but the paths are different, even when they intersect and uh, reinforce one another. Political philosophy is not not indifferent to beauty, or to truth, or to evil, or to um, the order of the heavens, but its own uh, for its own integrity and completion, it has to uh, account for them, or at least know that they are accounted for. Philosophy is of the whole, itself perhaps open uh, to a further completeness that does not jeopardize its own intrinsic legitimacy. Political philosophy is a part of uh, this whole of uh, philosophy. It is the part that uh, accounts for human activity as an important and separate reality in the universe, as something with its own being uh, that needs to be understood, if it is to be grasped, if it is to grasp the whole. The purpose of politics is to do, to act, to live well, as Aristotle held, the purpose of political philosophy is to know, but to know after the manner in which political things can be known. Um, The defense of doing and acting depends on the validity and truth of knowing the form and order of one's own actions, based in one's own given being, a being like unto that in others, all other human beings who now are or who ever have existed or will exist. Then we will consider political philosophy in The Politician, the fifth subsection. Political philosophy acknowledges itself to be an integral part of philosophy, the knowledge of the whole. Political philosophy. In modern times, however, has been um, that individual intellectual discipline most prone to substitute itself for philosophy as the claimant for the knower of the whole. Political philosophy has been the leading candidate to replace metaphysics or theology as the queen of the sciences. Uh, The reasons for this temptation are themselves integral to the understanding of political philosophy. Essentially, they derive from a denial of any alternate alternate intelligible order in the universe, an alternative politics, especially within the human being himself, to which the human mind is open and on which it depends for the truth of things, that is, it depends upon... uh, reality as such. The, purpose, the result is a theory of knowledge that admits as valid only what the human mind and hand can make, or better, only what it wills to make. The polity comes to be seen as something so subject to human making that all things, including human deeds and sayings, fall under its scope and authority. It is an easy step to maintain that all being and knowledge can be uh, assigned only to politics. Politics becomes the only explanation of all that is, because apparently there is nothing beyond its scope. In one sense, the absorption of all into politics The politicization of language, action, and deed is the most brilliant of the errors with which political philosophy has to deal. Um, Political philosophy is not only a uh, philosophical consideration of things political, though it is at least that. Rather, it is an effort to render philosophy intelligible to the politicians, who rules the city? The purpose of political philosophy is to allow a philosophy to exist in the city. Ironically, philosophy depends on the non-philosopher. We cannot have a city populated only with philosophers. How to render the non-philosopher who rules the city, actual city, sympathetic? to philosophy, remains, as Plato knew, one of the main tasks of political philosophy. One solution, practiced over and over in human cities, is to banish the philosopher from the city. A second solution would be to neutralize philosophy, to render it uh, um, innocuous to den- deny that it has any serious purpose in human living. And from Marsilius of Padua and Hobbes, this latter alternative has been the solution of modernity, which has systematically sought to deny any civil authority to what is not subject to human making. Even the state itself uh, is artificially made By man's own powers. For Aristotle, on the other hand, the state was natural, even though it had to be organized and configured by human prudence, action, and experience. Plato's alternative, the philosopher king, who knew an objective good in which the good of all was contained, was only possible in the city are he built in speech, not in every actual city. Further, were not both the philosopher and the politician, not to mention the craftsman and the merchant, needed, and to speak for the politician, were not some philosophers rather dangerous, some even mad? Aristotle observed with no little irony, that the greatest of crimes were perpetrated not by the uh, politicians or the uh, dissolute or the poor, but by the philosophers. The claim of the philosopher before the city uh, could not be uh, independent of the validity of the philosopher's claim on truth. The very subtitle of this book, uh, beyond the Brilliant Errors, recognizes not merely the dangers that arise from human imperfection, but also that those that arise from the philosophers. And the subtitle, On the Surprising Incompleteness of Political Philosophy, is intended to suggest that political philosophy itself self-directed to human happiness and mankind's good, accounts not merely for what is wrong in human lives and institutions, but for the limits of the good that politics, at its best, begins to recognize. Samuel Johnson spoke of the inseparable imperfections of all human governments, about politics entirely devoid of principle. We might have chosen a similar passage from the 10th book of Aristotle's Ethic, or from St. Augustine's City of God, a book whose very title is, to recall, based on Plato. Or we might even have selected Machiavelli to show that politics must deal not only with human virtue, but with human vice. Sometimes it deceptively appears that politics arises exclusively from disorder and defects in the human condition. Political philosophy begins with a reminder of political realism, a reminder that all human governments, as all human individuals, will display some often quite serious imperfections these varied imperfections are widely recognized to be uh, obvious characteristics of actual human beings, and yet these uh, disorders are real. They exist. To expect that human beings can and will bring about their own perfect order uh, by their own efforts, however, presents us with one of the most perplexing Issues in political philosophy, namely, why cannot we find a perfect form of rule? Ought not the establishment of this perfect form be what we should be uh, uh, looking for? Surely it is a legitimate question. The most serious question of political philosophy concerns the nature and, and location of the highest regime. For it is this question about the best regime, more than any other, uh, that either establishes the limits of politics or encourages politics to abandon all restrictions uh, from nature or reason to form uh, what it will. Or, to put it differently, <clears throat> if politics has no limits, Is politics not itself the explanation of the whole? Is politics itself a metaphysic, and the explanation of all that is? The worst disorders in actual politics, it turns out, almost invariably are founded on prior theories, theoretical assumptions about the limits, if any, of politics. Political philosophy is necessary, then, for the defense of actual political life. In this world, imperfections may be far less dangerous than perfection, if uh, perfection is not properly something that politics can achieve by itself. This incapacity uh, may not be a fault in politics at all. Indeed, it is not. This is why, beyond the brilliant errors, beyond the best politics can do with the finite beings we are, there remains things to be uh, completed. Political philosophy may not fully be capable of achieving such completion, but it can at the least point to the experiences in question that make the further consideration seem necessary even welcome. We next consider in the fifth, sixth section the priority of political philosophy. Samuel Johnson suggests that the reason for this inability to remove imperfection from all human government was because of the insufficiency of virtue and principle. He observed that wisdom might plan but virtue alone could execute virtue wisdom and principle were to be located not merely in civil laws but in the soul of every of even the lowest uh, constable constable uh, who would sell his duty for a shilling if he did not possess something inside of him to prevent it something that derived from virtue, wisdom, and principle. The answer to the inevitable uh, imperfection of all human government was to be found in those depths of the human spirit that were <clears throat> not directly political. These depths needed uh, explanation by political philosophers, by a political philosopher himself knowledgeable about the nature of his own subject matter about the nature of his own soul the revolution of the uh, resolution of the disorders of the city at a deeper sense may not depend on politics even if the city must fail it does not follow that man is necessarily a complete failure in this universe the new testament question what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his immortal soul uh, is one uh, with which political philosophy also must wrestle. It is Socrates' question at the trial about not being sure that death is the worst evil while well, he knows that acting wrongly was the worst evil. <clears throat> political philosophy. First appeared in the dialogues of Plato as a form of discourse between the philosopher and the potential philosophers, the classical uh, predecessors of all good students who aspire to know the truth. This discourse was, as it turned out, a deadly serious enterprise. It dealt with the question of whether human life had a higher. Uh, meaning, and if so, what this meaning could be. It also uh, inquired about who was responsible or qualified uh, to achieve it. Was it available to those arriving at full adulthood and on what uh, conditions? The hypothesis that pol- political philosophy was itself implicated In the decisions uh, to be a philosopher meant that political philosophy was prior to philosophy. Laws and coercive powers could prevent the conditions of philosophy. Fear and terror uh, could corrupt or mitigate the possibility of philosophy in any policy, at least. For the foremost people. Socrates, in his apology, chose to remain a private citizen, though his teaching uh, caused uh, the uh, potential philosophers uh, to speak of him to their father, the politician. This annoyed, annoyance of the father politicians being uh, prodded by their sons caused caused Socrates' teaching to become unexpectedly public. If Socrates could be induced or coerced to remain a private citizen or to be silent, the city would remain calm. A peaceful polity would be one that forbade philosophy, the very fact of which Uh, A prohibition, however, would prevent a fully human city, since certain fundamental human things are excluded. Not every polity would allow the philosopher to exist. Even classic democracy, as described by Aristotle, in which no one could tell the difference between uh, the philosopher and the fool, uh, because there was no uh, valid principle to distinguish among the lives in such a polity. Uh, this didn't allow the philosopher uh, to exist uh, at the price of the theoretic insignificance of philosophy. I say, I say, if a philosopher agreed with that, uh, then he would uh, be, exist, but he couldn't pursue philosophy. A philosopher may even be uh, incompatible with all. Uh, uh, polities. Whether this is so is the main burden of political philosophy. And the seventh section, the conflict of truth and polity. Political philosophy sought a regime compatible with philosophy. Meanwhile, the actual cities realized that not all philosophers sought the truth. Even Socrates, was dangerous to the existing order of athens whose own order was based not on truth but upon freedom to do whatever one wished the gods of athens upheld its order there was no acknowledged criterion of distinction of uh, worthiness of uh, worthiness among human actions The seriousness of the uh, conflict between truth and polity is reflected in every era uh, when a state has uh, has terminated the life of the philosopher, uh, the saint, the mystic, or even another politician. Political philosophy first appeared as an effect to make the polis and philosophy compatible the discourse of political of the philosopher was directed to the souls of the potential philosophers who were wondering about the best form of life open to a human being the life that was just and good was the political life the highest life available to man was the highest thing a father politician could do for his offspring was to hand on to him a political mantle. Was the choice of Socrates to be a philosopher uh, the wise choice, the only real choice uh, for a good man to make? Or were, others, uh, were other forms of life equally legitimate? Were not philosophers few And were not uh, many other things to be done? Was it the life of the poet or the politician or the craftsman, uh, the professions of the uh, three uh, accusers of Socrates, uh, equally uh, attractive to the young citizens, Uh, young citizens seeking to be what he ought to be, Uh, to the roles of the craftsman, the poet, and the lawyer uh, in the uh, condemnation of Socrates, reveal defects in the souls of his accusers, defects that led to the um, essential imperfection of every polity. Philosophers accused seemed helpless. They were laughed at by Thracian maidens because they fell onto holes in a road, as Socrates, as Aristotle pointed out. While the philosopher asked questions that searched for answers, the politician wanted only order and peace. Political philosophy appeared in the Ethics and the Politics of Aristotle as a treatise or text designed to classify political things as they appeared in the actual lives of human beings. Plato was concerned with the art of choosing uh, what one what one is to be in this life. Aristotle, looking at these choices in retrospect, sought to classify their relative worth and meaning in themselves and for the city. Political philosophy is concerned with the character into which the young uh, will, allow, uh, will allow their souls to develop and manifest themselves by their actions in their polity. Political philosophy began with Plato's account of the death of Socrates, the philosopher. Socrates was accused of making the stronger argument the weaker, of disbelief in the gods of the city, of Athens, and of corrupting the youth. The youth themselves, the potential philosophers, were not above uh, using philosophy, a philosophical method uh, learned from Socrates as a sport to annoy their fathers. They were young and uh, uh, irresponsible Uh, still in a state uh, of themselves choosing what is good in this life that followed on their choices. For the good they chose, they were responsible against some objective standard of good that they did not themselves make. They were not simply uh, innocent. Athens was the best of the ancient uh, existing city, where it was not perfect. The drama of the trial and death of Socrates that took place uh, in the soul of the young Plato, the potential philosopher, led him to uh, account over and over for this death of Socrates. He unceasingly inquired whether Socrates had to have been killed by his own city, the best of the ancient cities. Except for the city built in speech in which he appeared in the Republic, Plato did not think that philosophy uh, was safe in any uh, actual city, except perhaps uh, for a time in Athens before it killed Socrates. The philosopher was not regarded uh, in a democracy as anything extraordinary. Socrates, however, lived for 70 years in his own city before the danger of his teaching uh, came before the public assembly uh, in the city. Philosophy does appear in actual city. the Eighth Section, the best regime and the existing regime. When philosophy fled from the city at the death of Socrates, to where did it go? It went to the academy, to the home of the philosopher. The philosopher was either uh, indifferent to politics or saw the, uh, that virtue and goodness, while they were not to be uh, denigrated, were not to be found flourishing in actual cities. Truth demanded an escape from the city even while living in it. The inseparable uh, imperfection of all human government required that a philosophy seek a home beyond the city. But if this was uh, the case, of what use was pol- uh, political knowledge? Of what use was the philosopher? Philosophy was the knowledge of the whole, as we said. If this whole did not include political knowledge, it was imperfect in its very origin. What, after all, was the meaning of the philosophical vocation, if not that every one could be a philosopher? If philosophy had uh, little a relation to actual politics. The impasse over the status of the best regime and its location involved another consideration. If political philosophy sought to know the, what was the best regime, and if the best regime had no actual location outside of the argument that established its necessity, <clears throat> which was, was that of the republic. That's what the republic was about to show this. And what was the meaning and the status of all actual uh, existing cities? So uh, the only existing city, best city, is in speech, but you got all these existing cities which are not perfect. What does that mean? Most men, most of the time, lived in imperfect regimes. Life in imperfect regimes was the uh, normal condition of actual human beings, perhaps uh, some 90 billion of them who have lived on this, still, and are still living on this earth. The meaning of human life either had to be found in imperfect regimes or else its meaning was to be found outside of all existing regimes. To understand history as the effort to establish down the ages uh, one actual, though fleeting, uh, regime that is the best might be possible, though quite unlikely. This rarity of the best regime implied that it was precarious to define actual human life uh, solely uh, in terms of the best regime. The denial that it was possible or advisable to establish the best regime, however, left all actual regimes in their disorders and imperfections. At this point, classical Stoicism argued that whatever was, was right. But was this solution evaporated uh, specifically uh, to consider what was really right? The philosopher attempted to show his own superiority to the actual world by his apathy, by his apathy, by his passionlessness. Uh, and his indifference to all that actually did happen in the world. So the Stoic saint didn't care about what happened in the world. Against this strongly argued and tempting position, political philosophy had both to defend the real worth of human action and at the same time order it uh, to philosophy. Uh, to a wisdom that does not uh, solve the human problem uh, by denying the freedom of human action. Philosophy, or something uh, beyond it, must remain to answer the uh, question of why human choice is possible, of what it is about, and even uh, while recognizing its reality in terms of identifying things to be uh, blamed uh, and prayed uh, both in human action and in the human problems. So philosophy uh, still, still has to answer these questions about why human choice is possible. Human choice, however, will inevitably result in an imperfect actions and their consequences. These actions appear in the city to be uh, ordered through laws, customs, and Constitution, but still re- remain in the reality actions of individuals who choose to put them into reality. This book uh, will treat in detail the issues in political philosophy that naturally lead to perplexities that not even philosophy can completely answer the issues of virtue, friendship, happiness, law, evil, punishment, and death. Each of these topics uh, that form the core of the considerations, of these considerations uh, bring us to a question uh, now properly formulated, to which uh, an answer must be thought or discovered. Uh, This foundation, based on a lived, intelligible experience, is the value of political philosophy in itself, but also its tendency, by being itself, to incite uh, the human inquiring mind to consider whether responses exist to the question as posed. First, however, it is necessary to survey uh, in more detail the field of political philosophy uh, uh, to highlight the essential questions that arose in political philosophy and the answers that were given to these questions in the classical, medieval, and modern uh, period. So, first, however, we have to survey as I said, uh, in more detail uh political philosophy uh, to the highest uh, essential questions that arise in political philosophy and the answers that were given to these questions by the classical, medieval, and modern states. What is important is the in, in the beginning is not a detailed analysis of each response, but insight into the character of the response and their other responses in their relation to the whole of political philosophy. In subsequent chapters, I will uh, turn to these uh, particular issues in political philosophy uh, that lead it to a consideration of the highest import to this uh, preliminary historical analysis of the sequence of political philosophy, I will now turn. And so this is the end of the second section of the first chapter. We hope you enjoyed listening to Catholic Thinkers. Please visit us at catholicthinkers.org forward slash donate to help us keep this content free.